Yeah, I'll come over, just not right now. Yeah, because I'm about to tune into Tanae Talks. Because unlike what you be talking about, if Tanae's talking about it, it must be worth being talked about. Talks right here, we gon' talk about it right here. We gon' talk about everything you like. I'ma make it real, real clear. It's today talks right here. We gon' talk about it right here. I'ma talk about everything you like. I'ma make it real, real clear. Cause it's today talk. And I'ma talk about it. Yeah, cause it's today talk. And I'ma talk about it. And welcome to this episode of Tanae Talks. Remember, Tanae Talks and you listen. Today's episode is sponsored by Creative Hair School of Cosmetology. Creative Hair School of Cosmetology is a Better Business Bureau accredited full-service cosmetology school. Creative Hair has been serving the city of Flint, Michigan since 1999. That's 20 years of empowering students and beautifying a community. Their mission is to create a rich educational experience in an effective training environment that empowers students to become licensed and employed professionals in the beauty industry. They are located at 4205 Miller Road, Flint, Michigan, 48507, and they can be reached at 810-787-4247. Thank you, Creative Hair, for sponsoring today's episode, which is entitled, are black Greek letter organizations still relevant? The state of black Greeks. And today joining me, I have some two phenomenal guests. I have as someone who is part a part of the uh, Greek letter organization, myself, as well as my guest, uh, Chanel Yarber, who I'm going to talk to in a, about in a moment. And we also have Mr. Rogers. Uh, he's pretty much become a staple on Tanae Talks. And I like hanging out around here. <laughs> He's a GDI. For those who don't know. Whoa. That's a goddamn individual right there. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, so uh, Chanel joins us. She is the CEO of Bright Girl Media, a digital marketing agency for small businesses. Join the ranks of other bright girls who are leveraging the branding and marketing tools Within the Bright Girls in Business membership, from social media marketing, templates, websites, automatic social media posting, blog management, and so much more. Chanel is dedicated to helping you build a brand and business that is so powerful, it does most of the legwork for you. Okay, you better shine bright like a diamond, girl. That's right. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Okay. <laughs> We're so happy to have you here, Chanel. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Let's get into it. Yes. So, for those of you uh, throughout the show, you may hear me say BGLO, which means uh, Black Greek Letter Organizations. And you might hear me say NPHC, which is the National Pan Hellenic Council, which is composed of which is the Black Greek Letter Organizations. So, a little, 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 little tiny little background. 
The National Panhellenic Council, uh, NPHC, is a collaborative organization of nine historically African-American international, we out here, Greek-lettered fraternities and sororities. The, d- the nine NPHC, as known as the Divine Nine, includes Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, Ski! The first and the finest, Kappa Alpha Psi, Omega Psi Phi, Delta Sigma Theta, Phi Beta Sigma, Zeta Phi Beta, Sigma Gamma Rho, and Iota Phi Theta. First of all, no shade, no tea. Oh, really? <laughs> man. <laughs> I don't want to exclude anybody. I love all of the divine eye. But Everybody's going to be able to see yeah. the video footage. They oh. need to see how this played out. I ain't man. saying nothing. We're just going to get into this conversation because I got enough already. Okay? <laughs> I love being this outside observer. Just wait a minute. Did I just try it? Ooh. You tried it. Ooh. I absolutely tried, tried it. it. I'm. It's okay. Listen, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry yeah. for anybody who feels slighted out there. We're all. I know. Oh, oh Adam, man, they might as well come rip. <laughs> all right. I've got to Incorporated is a non-shady organization. We are not shady. Shots fired everywhere. This is pew, nice. pew, pew, pew. I need that. I need the pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Okay, oh, so no, I wanted to. <laughs> I, <laughs> y'all need help. All right, I wanted to have this conversation because I was invited on another podcast called um, Carefree Carefree Black Nerd. Shout out to Rain, and we um, reviewed the movie School Days. Oh, okay. Which is going to be uh, airing in November, so y'all be on the lookout for that. And, you know, basically the whole arc of the film is a fictional Greek, black Greek letter organization. And so just watching it and even just talking to people, everyone has their idea of what, you know, black Greek letter Mm -hmm. organizations represent or, you know, where they came from, what they do. Are they still relevant? Are they still important? Mm-hmm. What is the purpose? What is the point? Do they only just wear their letters? Mm-hmm. You know, do are they, they gangs? Yeah, oh, yeah. get into it. <laughs> are they gangs? Um, do they just um, like to wear the cute out uh, the cute outfits, the cute letters? Do they just like to step? Right, you know, right. what is their purpose? And what is your initial thoughts on that, Chanel? My initial thoughts are um, what was always told to me in undergrad which is do your research. Mm. So if people really uh, paid attention and they didn't go based upon stereotypes or what you've seen one member of an organization do or how they portray themselves or whatever the case, and you really dug deep into um, why BGLOs had to be formed in the first place, Mm -hmm. um, you would understand. And, And then just look at some of, you know, the work that we've done in the communities and, um, figure figure that part out first, and then you would answer your que- your own questions. I, that was a phenomenal response, and I and I like that you said that you know why they were created in the first pe- uh, place. According to uh, diverseeducation.com, they did an article entitled "Black Greeks: A Legacy in Peril," and mm. they um they said during the time of their inception, the purpose of black Greek, black Greek letter organizations was clear. 
Amid racial oppression and segregation, these elite groups of educated blacks assume the charge of activism, scholarship, social uplift, and service. How do you feel about that? Because it's saying back then it was clear, and I feel like they're trying to say right, right now, now it's, it's not, not clear. I don't think that that's true. I don't think that is true at all. What I will say in candor is that I think that um, as time has progressed and we have bought into this illusion that we have made it as black people, mm. which daily we can see <laughs> we have not. We have not. <laughs> um, we have not overcome. We have not overcome. <laughs> but I think that some of us, uh, especially more elite or you know, college educated, upwardly mobile black people, have bought into this idea that we have arrived. Mm -hmm. um, and then sometimes it, we become <clears throat> elitist toward other black people. Yeah. Okay. Like I don't know if y'all saw the episode of Black uh, Blackish that came on Thursday or Wednesday or whenever. The most recent one. Yeah. No. Can you inform us? Okay. So the episode was about Dre being invited to join. Um, I think it was Premier Noir was like this group. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. um, like a social yeah, club. like a social club okay. for upwardly mobile black people. Mm -hmm. And um, at first he was like diabolically opposed. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at my my co guest <laughs> over here because he, you know, he. I don't even said at, a word. You haven't said a word on air. Okay, yeah. uh, we'll get into that. Okay. Anyway. So um, he was he was invited because somebody saw him at like a farmers market doing something that would, you know, what grant him access. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, he was like, I don't want to do this. You know, I'm from Compton, and when I grew up, they wouldn't accept me. You know, mm -hmm. this this wouldn't even be something that they would. Uh, look at me as being a part of their organization. But now that I've, you know, grown in my career, this, this, and that, now you want me. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so he ends up joining, the, the family joins, and then they invite Charlie, which if y'all watch the show, is his other black. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to D.R. Cole. He Shout out to Slap. <laughs> Shout out to Dion. <laughs> Dion Cole is a fool. I'm glad you had to say Dion Cole. Cause I don't watch Blackish. Okay, so Dion Cole's character. But I'm familiar character. with his character. Yeah, yeah okay. he plays Charlie. <laughs> right, right, you know yeah. who is blackity black. Yeah, black. he's super black. Okay, <laughs> so they go to golf, and he invites Charlie along with him, and Charlie comes out there in pure Charlie form. Okay? Of course. Um, and the point of me bringing this whole thing up is that it it showed the delineation between. Um, I guess, I'm, and I'm putting air quotes, elite blacks mm -hmm. and regular black folk. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that over time, as we've bought into this thinking that we've become something mm -hmm. or we have a little something, we've lost the essence of the fight mm. that our founders founded, founded our organizations on. Wow. What say you... Um would you call me a GDI? Yeah, Mr. <laughs> GDI. Wow. Uh, I, and I say that because in the in Greekdom, you know, if you're non-Greek, we just say, you know, you're just an indivi individual. No shade, no tea, you know. you One just... that is damned by God, apparently. No. Oh, anyway. No, not not <laughs> not God damn I'm, get. Get, 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 with a G-A-T. Gosh darn. Yeah. I'm with you. Anyway. <laughs> Texas way. Gosh darn. <laughs> oh, man. Um. I like when you're talking about just the spirit of where it comes from. This is a conversation we were already having. The spirit of where uh, 
the black fraternities and sororities come from. You're talking about people coming, like we mentioned, um, fresh out of slavery, not mm-hmm. not your founders, but they are the children right. of people slaves. Yeah. who are fresh out of slavery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you're talking about a time period that is definitely not not like now, and we have not overcome, but it, is de- it was something else. In the history mm-hmm. books, it's called the Nadir, because it is the lowest point, That mm-hmm. because we are not slaves, so we are not commodities. We want to prove that not only are we equal, but we can be better than you, and mm-hmm. they know it. Right, right, right. And they know it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they end up erecting all of this Jim Crow legislation and stuff like that. And we're out there. The children of this is coming out to prove something. Mm-hmm. And so the ones that get to college, they're like, oh, y'all do that Greek thing over there? So what's that about? Oh, the Greek's supposed to be good? Mm-hmm. We can rock that too. Right. And, right. and you start to see this coming. And so, yeah, I see the spirit. I see the spirit of what it is. But sitting back when I look, when I came up, when I watched School Days at the time, when I watched it, I didn't like Greeks. What it came off as, I was mm-hmm. like, mm. You know, I don't, don't want to bang with him. I like Lawrence Fishburne's character. I can't remember his name. What was his name? I don't even remember. Dap. Dap. Yeah, that's right. Thank <laughs> you. But I was feeling Dap. And you know what I'm saying? When I was watching that movie in high school, I'm feel, I'm like, I'm rocking with them. Mm-hmm. I understand them. And then, and then as I came up, it became more of a just understanding and looking at history and stuff like that. I'm, and then just noticing the elitism that you pulled out. It's mm-hmm. like, it seemed like some of the people who strove to be in there were so, you know, what they nose up in the air or mm-hmm. clickish or simps. It was or just weird. Desperate. <laughs> desperate. <laughs> so the era I came in didn't know that spirit that you're talking about. It didn't I'm just looking it at them like resonate. when I get to college, I'm looking at these people like, oh, y'all off. Y'all y'all something else. Cause I did mm. the gang thing in high school, mm. and we'll yeah. get into that. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up. I want to bring. I want to talk. About that too. <laughs> okay. we gonna, we Go gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna roll it around. But um, as uh, Terrence m- mentioned about the spirit and the conditions back then. Our founder of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, Ethel Hedgeman Lau, was born in 1887. Literally, you know. Two days out of slavery. (laughs) Two two seconds out of slavery. Okay, just a chew. Okay, we out of slavery, right? And so as also Terrence mentioned, like we were trying to prove something. And I feel like that has been the the plight of black folks to this point uh, Mm -hmm. in 2019. We're always trying to. Uh, compete with them you know like we I know the hashtag black girls run too we always got to say we do something something too too. we just do it with the t-o-o right you know in addition to and as he was mentioning like they had their greek organization so we were like we could do that too it has been rumored that Ethel Hedgeman Lau had a white professor who was part of Delta Zeta you know and Delta Zeta is a white um, mm-hmm, sorority mm-hmm. and their colors are their, pink and green their too. colors are pink and green they mm-hmm. have the turtle frogs mm-hmm. I mean excuse me the turtles we have the frogs you know it's so much similarities yeah. you know to the organizations but it was kind of like we can do that too we were fighting for something we um we didn't want to just be known as sharecroppers. Right. So, you know, we were, you know, going to college. And then most of the sororities and fraternities were founded at Howard University, which is a historically black uh, college and university. So when, uh, according to this article, it also says that every year black college students rush to join the Greek letter organizations of their cho- choice, oblivious 
of the danger that may lie ahead. Danger. <laughs> danger. Danger. Wow. Right. That's and danger. Okay. And and so I want to ask you what made you go Greek because this article is is painting us in a very negative light as if we're dangerous and we're not relevant and I'll say for me what made me join were the women before me when Mm -hmm. I was in high school um, I was a part of the A-Kids Teen Club which is you know a teen club that is sponsored through the graduate chapter uh, of the local chapter where I was from which is Zeta Beta Omega of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated and we were doing community service we were taught etiquette we were taught how to carry ourselves as ladies in school outside of school we did church uh, visits and learn poems like a phenomenal woman by Maya Angelou. And, you know, not only did my advisor who ended up uh, being my GA in undergrad too, um, she embodied everything that it was femininity, mm-hmm. beauty, mm-hmm. brains. You know, she was very um, into articulating your words and enunciating and, you know, just walking with your head up. Yeah. You know, no matter what, keeping your hair done. You know, she stayed with a, a, a good uh, flat iron, okay? <laughs> and so that made me say, okay, yes, when when I grow up, th- there is no other choice for me. I'm going to be a woman of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. This woman takes her time every Monday to come be with little high school girls. And, you know, high school girls can be Rough. A, a whole I know I was. trip and a half. Ooh attitudes and hormones Mm -hmm. and attitudes and hormones (laughs) and she dedicated her time to ensure that you know that we were gonna be successful young women so that was you know what made me want to join and give back to my community and do service so you rushed you pledged what Mm -hmm. made you do it I'm pretty sure you didn't think danger lied ahead (laughs) no um danger when you said that, they kind of I was like, danger. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Danger. And for the record, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated is a non-hazing Hazing organization. organization. Let's just put that Period, pool. All right. Mm. So um, what made me want to join AKA? I, much like you, mm-hmm. I grew up and I saw other women um, who were poised. They were carrying themselves well. They were mentoring me. They were my teachers, my principals, um, friends, mothers who were members. Um, and they just had, it was just something they had. They, they had just thing. had it. They had that thing. The je ne sais quoi. Yeah. And it just, um, it was something to look up to. It was something to aspire to. And I remember um, when I first got, you know, going back to your point about the whole uh, gang thing I grew up around gangs and stuff and I remember um, being on campus and I still had a boyfriend back home he didn't know of yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't know what you know pledging and being Greek and all that stuff was right. and for the record also I I <clears throat> was initiated um, in grad but I'm gonna get to that so um he didn't know, and I was interested, and he was like, oh, you you know, you just joining a glorified gang. You trying to do da 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 You know, he had that whole mentality, and it was very discouraging because I'm like, you know, you trying to, you know, he was really, like, down at me and trying to talk me out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so time went on, and I was not able to join in undergrad because of other circumstances. Um, they weren't on the yard for a while and, you know, just whatever. Graduated. 
And um, it literally took me 16 years from the time that I was really interested on the yard mm-hmm. until I became a member. Right. Um, and as an adult, as I've got, gotten out of the whole belonging piece of undergrad and, you know, what that meant, because I, I feel like as you know, as a 19, 20 year old, you're still becoming Mm -hmm. and you're still learning yourself. And that becomes a part of your identity and your friend circle and all of that at a younger age. But I was in my thirties. And so, um, I realized throughout all that time that the service Mm -hmm. and the sisterhood and the connection and the mentorship and the network is what I aspired to. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I, I stuck after it. Um, even as an adult or an older adult. All right. I love that. Is there, I know why you didn't join Mr. Rogers. They just were, well, you kind of mentioned it. I'm not, you know, you mentioned yeah, that. I mean, I basically, I wasn't on that, well, you know, not at all. But I think what you said about being older, speaking to the article that you mentioned, and he said it's, it, it's a, they didn't know they were going into peril. Mm-hmm. I think y'all could admit that the maturity level, the ones that are in peril are typically, the ones who are dealing with younger people who don't have the same kind of values of a 30 year old. Oh yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, there can be peril because these are immature people doing things immature. to doing other things. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> influential. That's true. Other, uh, yeah. That's people. True. Um, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, what Greeks were birthed out of when they came in the early 1900s and the last uh, link of the divine nine came in 1963. And so, so many things were going on. We had to fight against Jim Crow, uh, hosing dogs, Mm -hmm. uh, housing, Mm -hmm. all of those things. Mm -hmm. How are, and back then they were addressing it. They were marching. They were joining the SCLC. You had Martin Luther King, who was a member of Alpha Phi Alpha. You had uh, Jesse Jackson, who is a, a Q, mm-hmm. um, just mm-hmm. a lot of people who are prominent that we learn in our history books. They are a part of black Greek letter organizations. How are BGLOs addressing those I- issues today? And are they doing it effectively? Because it seems like we don't have dogs being sicked on us, but mm-hmm. we have police officers, you know, lynching were happening in the early 1900s. Modern day lynching for me are, are the shootings. Mm-hmm. You know, how are we answering to the call? We still have housing issues going on. Back then you couldn't live in a certain neighborhood. Today you can't live in a certain neighborhood. And not only that, we have issues of the high cost of living. Oh, yes. In metro- uh, uh, metropolitan areas at, such as the DFW. But not only that, even in smaller communities like where I'm from, I'm from Flint, Michigan, and because of gentrification, Post water crisis, now they're building stuff and shooting the prices wow. up the up the roof. And it's so, is it our purpose as Greek leader organizations to meet that call like we did back then, or or what? I think it absolutely is, and that, um, if I can be candid, is a frustration of mine mm-hmm. because I feel like it's so many of us, and we're we have ascended from where our ancestors and our founders were and what they were capable of doing just by rate of the time that they lived in Mm -hmm. you know we all have a little bit of money you know we might not be rich but we got a little bit of money we got some education we got some connections we got we have our brain power Mm -hmm. I I, I just feel like black people are like we're superhuman I just 
we've overcome way too much to <laughs> not right. be okay right. and, and still overcoming because it's active it's like once we do one thing it's like it's something oh else. they did that well let's do this to them yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> surprise but i think that we don't we don't recognize our own strength and our own power in numbers mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and what we could really affect change to do like generationally right. mm-hmm. and I, that's a frustration of mine I'm like if we could just you know get in a think tank and get our heads together and pull our resources wow. together it's so much so, I'm, so much that we could do I, I mean right. I just think about like I'm, I'm in a chapter of 150 or so women mm-hmm. 150 women putting the, pulling the, their you know their money together in some type of uh maybe a um, investment fund or something mm-hmm. or um, purchasing real estate or mm-hmm. save, you know, helping to save a community from right. gentrification. Right. That's huge. That would be so huge. And that's just one chapter. And we have eight in Dallas. Right. Oh, wow. And we're the smallest. Right. So I'm like, if we, like, if we had a focus, like a, dedicate like a laser focus mm-hmm. on, on a topic an issue and i think it, i i think for our community <clears throat> as black people and you can tell me what you think because mm-hmm. i'm interested because I, I see your your wheels turning <laughs> i think for us our fight it was yes it was rights and you know civil rights and mm-hmm. all that but i think at the crux of it it is economic parity yeah because if we have money then we have influence. We can put people in place. We can do. It's so much more that you can do. But if you don't have money and you just out here with a sign, yeah, hollering. I, I want to get into Terrence's response, but before I get into that, I like that you say that the economic empowerment of it all is the reason why Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. Mm-hmm. People really think it was about the black white issue, mm-hmm. but the the powers that be love to keep the black white thing going they they'll put you on tv for that yeah. it's when you talk about economic equity he was trying to bring poor people together right and poor people don't have a color mm. so he was trying to bring the poor whites and mm-hmm. the poor blacks and he was gaining traction right and that's what got him assassinated and you're right economic power i remember warren ballantyne who is a member of i love him, I love him phi uh, beta sigma. yeah he's mm-hmm. a member of phi beta sigma he was on the radio talking about economic empowerment every week and then you know he got canceled because he quickly i mean i'm talking about canceled yeah, quickly. <laughs> because he was talking that good stuff. You know, and the good stuff is the thing that will move us forward mm-hmm. as a community. And it's like they snatched those things off the air. But mm-hmm. what would you say to what Chanel had to say? Oh, I w- when you were talking, I was just thinking about one of my my favorite professors at uh, Florida A&M University, right. uh, Theodore Hemingway. He's a African studies, African-American studies professor. And he would, you know, sometimes he would just teach and he's just rambling off history. And, but now he's an alpha. Well, he was an alpha, arrested it. He he would always just say, man, if if you spend $1,000 on paraphernalia and all these other little things, and now mm-hmm. you got a pyramid on your chest, and he just, he's calling out these young ladies mm-hmm. who belong, you know, they're deltas, but he's an alpha and he's, you know, He's uh, he's passing out to everybody, but he's yeah. saying we spend you spend all this money on this, but just imagine if y'all just decided you know what no more paraphernalia let's just take that money and put it here. Mm-hmm. He's like you could do so, so much, much more, 
he spoke with so much disappointment yeah. for fraternities and sororities. This is a member. And he spoke, he was just like, and he like, oh man, I just, I feel like we wasted it. I feel like we, we wasted something. So I can understand how coming together and seeing these institutions and you're like, man, if you could just cross over and do just a little more, the coming together part, the organizing part, the, the grouping, that's all fine. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. People like to organize and, and, but it's that purpose. It's just like, so you're saying, can you, are black Greeks fulfilling that purpose? Mm-hmm. Um, not as, not as, not with like direct intention. I don't think, I don't know if that ever was a thing because it wasn't mm-hmm. like being honest. Yeah. Did the alphas really support Martin Luther King when he was doing with his thing? Mm. Mm, I'm going to lean towards no. I'm going to lean towards he wasn't getting if I could just hide the, the support. <laughs> I mean, I'm loving it. Come on, speak truth to power. Because we're talking about elitism. We're talking about people who made it. We're talking about people We're who, talking about respectability politics. Yes. yes. Oh, that's what I'm like. We're talking about people who got Ooh. into a position. So a lot of young people would say, I say, well, why you want to join? This is the college answer when they were freshmen. And they would say, well, I want to join for the networking opportunities. Mm-hmm. Well, that means that someone got in the door and got a job and have the ability to Pull get you, you somewhere right. where they're not going to hold on to it if they start railing against the system. Mm. The more you know. Okay, where's the rainbow? Listen, what you just did right there? What you just did right there? Oh, so I want to go back. I want. I want to. I want to. Because you just spoke a word. He did. And when you brought up the respectability politics, right? This is something that really, um, and and I say this, and I can criticize organizations. Because I'm a part of them. Yes. Because I love them. It's yeah. like family, you know, and you yeah. see family yeah. doing right, something, you're right. like, hey, You got to say something. I can't let you be out here with your, you know. I can't. You didn't brush your teeth today. Brush your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> so when, um, when a lot of the things were, you know, that's funny. <laughs> don't call a baby out like that. <laughs> Sorry. I'm s- no, seriously. So when, when a lot of the things were happening, like Ferguson and Trayvon Martin mm-hmm. and all of that stuff, I remember... Don't you Y'all know do where it. I'm about to go. I know where you're going. Don't you I know where you're say going. it. Okay, say, okay, it, say it. Okay. Say it. I just I remember <laughs> certain organizations certain saying, don't go out there representing with your paraphernalia on. Yep. That Ooh, is something shit. to me because I'm saying, what does what do you think that is going to what is that gonna do if I do that? Yeah. What, what, is that, what is that gonna say <laughs> what is that gonna what are you trying to avoid right. who are you who, who are you trying to who please? are you please <laughs> okay Chanel we're gonna put a pin pin, pin. I just had to go there Throw because it bothered me I'm, I'm, listen it is because what we have is people married to a corporate dollar well oh <laughs> oh Did I shoot everybody? Okay, be honest. (laughs) Be honest. I'm not just a member of my sorority. I'm I'm a member of another civil rights organization, and yeah, them too. Them too. Yeah, they're full of them too. Them too. 
And yeah. and I think that therein lies right there the difference between back then and right now. Mm-hmm. was back then we didn't have any corporate sponsors. It was pure, unadulterated. Grass we got a grassroots. We got to move our people forward, as you said earlier, with our own resources. But when you start to get resources from other people, it's just like uh, Terrence and I talked about some things that he wanted to do. And I'm like, well, you know, solicit X, Y, and Z. And he's like, well, when you solicit from X, Y, and Z, then you're subject to their, their rules, rules and how they want you to distribute their funding mm-hmm. or what mm-hmm. how what you can or cannot do, essentially. Mm-hmm. So if they're saying don't wear your letters while you're out there, they're saying um, our sponsors, whether it be Coca-Cola or whomever, pick one. They don't like that. Yeah. And these corporate organizations can pick and choose when they want to. Whenever you see them being behind the cause, Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little bit of propaganda oh, behind it. It, 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 it ain't a little bit. It is prop. It is what oh, it is. Heap. I literally just had a conversation right before he walked in <laughs> to the studio, and we were talking about because um, I, I went to school for broadcast journalism, mm-hmm. and um, I switched majors. I switched focus. All that when nine eleven happened because I was like, they lying. They on the news. They're lying. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't have the proof. Look, I don't have the proof. <laughs> They're lying. Or you're going to be lying. a conspirator. Yeah, They're going to lock uh-huh, you up. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, the conversation that we just had is that the person I was talking to was a broadcaster at the time, and and he had some leads on a story and was told, "No, you're not about to tell that story because that's implicating our sponsors." It was mm. the truth, the mm-hmm. absolute truth. Yeah, but no. Mm. Yeah. And that's sad, and I hate, because it's a catch-22, right? Our organizations are doing great things, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like they're getting this corporate funding to do other things, but maybe not the things that need the most attention. attention. So when you go to the emergency room, they do what is called triage. They're gonna you're gonna come in and state your problem and whoever has the most severe problem, they're gonna address that first. And what we're doing in our organization is not triaging situations and because of the corporate dollar, we're going with the 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 minimum we're going with yeah. the with the stitch. Yeah. The 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 uh flesh wound. Okay, let's cover that up instead of the person who's having the heart attack. Oh, let's help these kids get into college, but forget the fact that they're about to have a hundred thousand dollars worth of student, student loans debt. when they walk out. Yeah. But we ain't gonna go there. <sighs> Oh, well, am, I, am I shooting it up today? Shooting up shooting the club, up? and we're me, both a part of these. Go ahead. I just want to say that this conversation is going way different than what you <laughs> thought it was. He <laughs> thought we was got to be up in here, yeah. you know. But no, but like, <laughs> there was about to be a line down. <laughs> we'll do that later. We're but, definitely going to stroll out of I, here. Let me tell you one thing. I know I've said a lot. I've made a lot of critiques. I love my organization. Love I it. love being a part of it. I love the service that we do. I love getting together and being around my sorors. I love. I mean, I just. I love it. This, I, I mean, met. I met Chanel at a, a Greek outing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and we were like, we are kindred spirits. You know, and again, it comes with the network. We're networking now. Right. You know, she's on my platform. Uh, she's mentioned me on her platform. Different mm-hmm. things like that. So it, it it is helpful. And you know, we're we're not talking about it because when we say they, we mean us. us. <laughs> you know, us. we're a part of the organization as well. So maybe we could speak up a little more. Maybe we could get absolutely the side eye at at a meeting. And maybe okay. I could go pay 
pay my dues, which I plan on doing Come in on December. Now. You know, shade look, to me. Look, <laughs> Chanel is active. Oh, uh, yeah, I have a son. You. I just I need a corporate dollar. Okay. Sponsor me, but you ain't gonna y'all ain't gonna shut me up because y'all been okay. That's another story. But we, you know, we understand. So we're not saying it's a they what they are doing because if you point the finger, there are three fingers pointing back at you, and we understand that. So what can you know? What can we do more? I really wish that there was something I could do about the housing crisis. I tell Terrence this all the time. Like for me, that is the most pressing issue because mm-hmm. it comes back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs right, right. you gotta have your food you gotta have your, sh- your shelter yeah. you have to have somewhere to live to feel safe and secure and you can't feel secure if you feel like your house you know or, yeah. or your apartment you're gonna get kicked out because of uh, market value right. what Rent the hell is that every other every other month and, and literally no it goes up daily going up. it goes up daily market mm-hmm. value mm-hmm. I didn't learn about that so I moved here I was like what the yeah. The fudge? Yeah. What the hell is if that? If I rent my apartment on this day as opposed to two weeks from now, it could be completely, completely different. Completely different, lower or higher. Yeah. So, you know, there are issues that we have to meet. And I, I think that we, we cracked the code right there. The conditions of past are still going on. The difference is that there is um, elitism and respectability politics that, you know, are just going on with that. Um, in addition, uh, Dr. Walter Kimbrough author of Black Greek One-on-One, The Culture, Customs, and Challenges of Black Fraternities and Sororities, says the efforts to stop hazing have been ineffective. Mm. And it's just a matter of time before another hazing uh, tragedy occurs. He goes on to say street culture has infiltrated college life. And some of these chapters have become like street gangs jumping members in. Kimbrough, a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, has pondered the idea of dismantling BGLOs on the undergraduate level Mm. where the hazing takes place. A resurrection, he quotes, a resurrection may be necessary if this type of behavior persists, end quote. Whoa. So that goes along what you two were saying earlier about I pledged undergrad. I literally was 19 years old and you said you were 30. How, what do you feel about this statement here? Should we dismantle undergrad? And I only say that because the organization started at the undergraduate, undergraduate level. That That's heavy. That, they, that was a loaded, <laughs> that was a loaded statement. Yeah. And I might have to think on that. Now, what I will say is, no, I don't think that it needs to be dismantled. Dismantled. I know that's a strong vocabulary word. But he also (laughs) said resurrected. He did say resurrected. He said a resurrection may be necessary if this type of behavior persists. And I think he's talking about, you know, some of the organizations, uh, hazing activities, although all Divine Nine are non-hazing organizations, there are some people are out some there people. where death has occurred. Yes. yes. I mean, and and I'm, I'm going to be honest, we are vigilant mm-hmm. about that. Like, and I'm, I'm not saying it because I'm a member. I'm not saying it because it's PC or I'm trying to, you know, we really are vigilant. Absolutely. About hazing because because no one wants to get that phone call that they sent their child off to a university yeah 
And to do something that maybe they talked about at the dinner table, and then the next thing you know, you get a call that this child died, died at the hands yeah. of some craziness. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, as she thinks about her question, what say you about that? I mean, I understand, I'm i just, you know, as an outsider, just looking at it, I'm like, I understand that, especially in modern times, your fire, your buzz, your energy comes from the undergrad level. Mm-hmm. But then the more seasoning and... The, the, the program part, the part where you do serve and stuff, you start seeing that with your older members a lot more intentionally. Mm-hmm. Where with the the younger ones, they might they need to do it so they can look good, so they can, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we, we, we did this. It's not with intention. It's just a kind of a thing. But as yeah. they get older and more mature, mm-hmm. they start to get into those things. So I can understand. But I think as a high school teacher, and especially now I teach in a suburb, I of black kids mm. where a lot of them, they are either children of Greeks or familiar with Greeks. They're familiar. We know staff is Greek and things like that. But when that, and then they say, well, I want to join and you say, why? And then it was like, I don't know. It's just cause. And I'm like, there's the disconnect. Mm. And this is how you get to the hazing mm. because they are familiar with the hazing. What they're not familiar with is the good, a good reason to join. Yeah. Mm. They're, you know, they're That's familiar true. with the the jackets. They're familiar with everything yeah, else. Except but the they, service. They can't say, I want to join the AKAs because I know that they do this, this, and this. Yeah. Or a young man might say, I want to be just like Martin Luther King. He was an alpha. Or I want to be like Carter G. Woodson or W.E.B. Du Bois. You know what I'm saying? Right. Other Greeks. But that don't even come into their mind. And that's, mm-hmm. maybe it was bigger and more important at a different era. I have, yeah. So as a teacher I work with, Mr. Cameron, uh, he is on Mega, and he told me that he was just like this image of the roughneck and the whatever. He was just like, that's not what he was introduced to. Like, yeah. he was introduced to it by older gentlemen, and they didn't really like this wild boy kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He's just like, so clearly something changed, and it became something else. And now maybe that happens only at the undergrad level, and at least it's not something to say, you got to get the undergrad under control or something. You know, we got to deal yeah. with that. I think that um, there's something to be said about the relations between the undergrads and the grads. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we can't be on campus and we can't babysit them. We have our, you know, we're, we're adults. We, we have, have our own full-time lives. jobs. We have full-time jobs, <laughs> families, and, you know, life, real life. Um But the relationships, mm-hmm. you know, like like really pulling pulling these young ladies, pulling these young men under our wing, and um, mentoring and and getting to know who they are. Why why do you want to be a yeah? Pilot? What is your what is your standard. history? Yeah, putting really putting a standard on membership. Yeah, mm-hmm. and not the standard of just having a B plus average. Yeah. Like a real, you know, I mean, we, we say morals, you know, and high ethical standards and, you know, that's something that we say, but really, really finding out who really are you bringing into this organization and why are they just your cousin and you just decided to sign off on them and whatever, or 
is this particular person somebody who came up in that old school way mm-hmm. of thinking and they think that that is the way and if you don't do it this way then you ain't real and yeah that's the thing too and I was gonna I was gonna actually get into that because I was gonna you know some people are only joining to feel better than others literally mm-hmm. it's a ooh, I'm better than you and as you you're saying some people did it one way and as opposed to another way a lot of the undergrads don't want to listen to a grad unless they know that that grad came through undergrad mm-hmm. and then they feel a way about the person who only went through grad it's just a whole thing and that's just not that's through the whole divine nine that's mm-hmm. all of the organizations mm-hmm. I've seen organizations treat young ladies bad if they did one way as opposed to another way shun them um, I've seen across yeah. the gamut to the point where some ladies or and young men denounce the organization, yeah, you, know, you know, you <laughs> know, all the, the denouncements. Oh, um, help us, Jesus. And so that's where it becomes, <laughs> you know, are these, you know, letter wearers. And then, as he was saying, that he works in high school, and so they only know stepping yeah. letters. Yeah. They don't know about social uplift. And now they're who who they say they want to aspire to be back in a different era where it's like I want to be the Lena Horn. She was a part of X Y and Z. I want to be uh, Martin Luther King. He was part of Alpha Alpha. Now you they're aspiring to be like a reality TV star or mm. someone who's steeped in a certain type of behavior. Or they're only and I I wanted to talk about discretion. There was a point of discretion when I came through. And now it's like I it's I have to tell the world what I did. I have to tell them everything that I that went on in order to be yeah. you know accepted. And I just feel like it needs to just go back to discretionary things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some stuff you just are not supposed to talk about. No, you're not. So it, it just is, and and that that does not. Taking it away from the Greek organizations, I'm putting it on the black community. That's something that we suffer in and suffer for is mm-hmm. discretion. It is us keeping secrets in our communities. Yeah. Right. Um, we do it as a as a point of protection. And, you know, this is our thing. This is our family. So mm-hmm. what goes on in this house stays, stays in, in this, this house. house. Right. But then when that is perpetuated and it turns negative then you know it's like who do yeah. you who do you cry out to or who do you, you know right. whatever mm-hmm. um and i think that that has that is a part of why the hazing has been a thing is because you're not supposed to say anything yeah um but we just have to get to a point of mental and emotional um maturity and stability like yeah to where you don't feel like i don't I don't understand. I don't know the connection between me beating somebody up and them being my sister. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe because I'm the only child, I didn't have a sister <laughs> that I beat up on mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. Yeah. But I just, it's like, how how did you just like beat me up yesterday, like bloody me? And then today it's like, oh, hey, sis. The like, whole build you, yeah, the like, whole tear you down I, to build you know. up it idea. Just, Seems a little, I don't know. Bipolar, yeah. mentally <laughs> ill. I, mean, I don't know. And I know that there are people, I, mean, I have friends that have gone through it and whatever. And, you know, because of the belonging piece. Yeah. But I think that, I, I think that is something that we definitely need to address because it's not what we're, it's really not, not what, what we're, we're here, here for. for. We, and we really are as uh, the top of the article state 
that we are definitely here uh, to lead the charge of activism. And I know we'll get back to the forefront without someone saying you can't wear your letters because that's what propelled us to the forefront to when you saw people with their sweaters on or their hats on their paraphernalia back then. And you were like, oh, they were doing that. I want to be with Mm -hmm. them. I want to be with those brothers. Mm -hmm. I want to be with those sisters. They were on the front page of those papers that got them to where we are now with over hundreds of thousands, a hundred of thousand, over a hundred thousand members in each organization because we were on offer with our letters on, with our colors adorned, being right there at the front of the line. And we're going to get back to the scholarship, the social uplift and service. Um, I got some closing remarks um, before we close up this wonderful talk of um our Black Greek Letter Organization still relevant, the state of the Black Greeks. And before I say my closing remarks, what are your final thoughts? Oh, I was just, you know, I, I like the conversation. Like I said, it went totally different than I thought. You ready to join the organization now? <laughs> are you ready no. now? Come on. We'll help you. No. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not at all. You know, but like I say, I love what black people do. I love, you know, organizing and stuff like that. I look at the Greek and sorority organizations as, as like an extension all the way back to the continent. And then people just need to see the cultural continuity of what we brought from Africa, the guilds, the Egbes, the Asafos. When we came, we brought these, you know, the society of hunters or whatever we basket makers or whatever it was, we organized and we had these groupings and, and that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And I would love to be able to say, yeah, it came back, you know what yeah. I'm but I, I, you know, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, to piggyback off of that, I think anytime black people can get together on one accord, it's a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime yeah. I can get together with my brothers and my sisters and we are there for one, one purpose and um, we are fulfilling that purpose. It is a great thing. And I think by and large, that is what we're doing. And I think we are still relevant and I think we are still making a difference in, um, we are still making that. Um, we are still influential. We are. Absolutely. Hands down. We are. You cannot. You can't say that we are not. Um, I, I think we all have work to do collectively, individually. But um, to answer the question, which was our black Greek letter organization still relevant? Yes, we are. That's that's my final thought. Period. Pooh. Period. What's going on, young world? It's your man, Mickey Wallace, letting you know to tune in to the princess of the podcast. My homegirl, Tanae Talks, because if she talking about it, it must be worth talking about. Go get them. So in my final closing remark, I absolutely believe that black Greek letter organizations are still prevalent and relevant in today's uh, 21st century. Uh, They're just as important as they were in the 20th century when all of these things were happening. And there are so many things continuing to happen right now, especially in the, uh, as we call it, the Trump era. Um, According to the urban scholar, I'm going to leave you with these final remarks. In the age of social media, black Greek letter organizations, a.k.a. BGLOs, purpose and impact in the community has been subjected to hazing deaths, being less vocal of community issues, promoting social events and participating in the tradition of stepping. Many have questioned the relevancy of BGLOs as not being beneficial since African-Americans have a myriad of opportunities to achieve academically and gain leadership and organizational skills without joining BGLOs. Black Greek life is in the high of the beholder and we are still relevant and important to our communities 
particularly for our youth. Youth predominantly in underprivileged communities of color are suffering from the acute traumatic stress disorder with fearing police, school-to-prison pipeline, and not assessing higher education achievement due to the lack of mentorship, as what you mentioned earlier, and financial assistance. These are two things that we know that we can do. Although... All the problems our youth face cannot be solved overnight. Many BGLOs have strategies and programs to help our youth achieve the American dream. And I think that's where it is. And I'm going to name off a few uh, initiatives that all the Divine Nine have going on. Alpha Phi Alpha has the Go to High School, Go to College program, which was established in 1922. Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated has the Ascend, which is designed to motivate, engage, and assist high school students in reaching their maximum potential. So in your area, it might be called one thing. In my area, it was considered the ACATS uh, Teen Club. Uh, Kappa Alpha Psi has the Guide Right program, which is a program for uh, for educational and occupational guidance of youth, primarily inspirational and informational in character. It extends to high schools and colleges alike. Um, next, we have Delta Sigma Theta. The Delta Academy was created out of an urgent sense to bold action, which was needed to say, save young females between the ages of 11 and 14 from the perils of academic failure and low self-esteem. They also created the Delta Gems for adolescent at-risk African-American youth ages 14 through 18. Phi Beta Sigma has the Sigma Beta Club, which develops wholesome values, leadership skills, social and cultural awareness for the youth. The Zeta Phi Beta uh, sorority has the Arcanets, um, which is a high school uh, uh, age program for young ladies who demonstrate an interest in the goals and ideas of scholarship, sisterly love, and community service. They also have the Pearlettes for girls ages 9 and under. Sigma Gamma Rho has the Sigma Youth Symposium. And the Iota Phi Theta has the Iota Intelligent, Outstanding, Talented Achievers Youth Alliance. So, again, we are reaching back and pulling forward. We are still maintaining what we did in the 20th century and propelling it in the 21st century because the youth is where, it at, is where it's at. Without youth, I don't think change happens and it starts mm-hmm. with the youth and all of the divine nine organizations are continuing to fight and empower the youth so i think that is just phenomenal in true today talks fashion we got to do our shout out so chanel since you're a guest of my show go ahead give your shout outs girl Ooh, i'm <laughs> shouting out who am i shouting out i don't know my business. How about yes. that? Uh, shout out to Bright Girl Media. You can find me on all social media platforms at Bright Girl Media. So that is a digital marketing agency, and I primarily uh, work with small businesses. So that's who I'm shouting out today. Thank you, Mr. Rogers. Oh, shout out to y'all. I love a dope conversation. I was glad I was invited to a, to a dope conversation. Shout out to the young men out there. They held it down. They I did. Our children <laughs> are here. <laughs> Got Kai and AJ. I had to threaten AJ. Of but course. that's all right. But he did he did well. So hope he has a great uh 
a Halloween activity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to Kai and AJ and even Tosh, who's not here, but we know you're here in spirit. Um, shout out to all of the Divine Nine, especially Alpha yes. Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Yes, yes, Hit us yes. with the ski we. Hello. And uh, we I just want you to, I'm just so thankful and happy that I am a part of this sisterhood established back in 1908-1908. And we're still great out here in the streets. Uh, Tanae Talks does have a contest going on right now called the Crazy Ass Stories Contest. You can submit that to Talks at gmail.com. That's T-Y-N-E-E-T-A-L-K-S. Com for your chance to win free Tanae Talks mer- merchandise. All you have to do is submit a crazy story from a dating story, a family story, childhood story. Maybe your kids did some crazy things. Just submit the story for your chance to win Tanae Talks merchandise. And then it can be featured on uh, my Crazy Ass Stories episode, which will be airing in November. Again, I want to thank Chanel, CEO thank of Bright Girl Media. Media, a digital marketing agency for small businesses. If you have a small business, I will put her links and information in the about this episode part um, for the show, which will, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So you can reach out, her, out to her for all of your needs. And until next time, remember that Tanae talks and you listen. Yo, it's Tanae Talks. We're going to talk about it right here. Yo, you ready? It's Tanae Talks right here, we gon' talk about it right here We gon' talk about everything you like, I'ma make it real, real clear It's Tanae Talks right here, we gon' talk about it right here